Hello and welcome to the Keylock Podcast. <laughs> My name's Joe Major. With me is uh, Aaron Keylock and Johnny Hodson. How are we all doing, boys? Uh, yes, I'm all right. We're getting there. So I have another week of the uh, pandemic, so... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm clearly doing something right, I suppose, just by, you know, like washing my hands and wearing a mask and, you know, not kissing strangers, etc. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 that's just standard practice, though, isn't it? Like, I, I don't... <laughs> don't kiss Hi. Yeah. I miss it when you can kiss strangers. <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> get slapped on the tube, that's always funny. <laughs> Excuse me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How about yourself? Good. Yeah, not so bad. I've had a, had a I've had a good week this week. Um, you know, last week I was on about um, Morgan Wallen from the country music. Who would? Um, I mean, I don't want to particularly publicise him even more, but he he was the one that um, you know had a bit of a potty mouth in his back garden. Um, turns out I, I was right about him having other controversies because um, last year. He was videoed um, like at a party without a face mask on, kissing random people. Um, oh, right. Which, that links nicely, yeah. doesn't <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, which, you know, definitely wasn't allowed last year. So No, no. no. He's, uh, he's kind of uh, got a good record going of uh, generally being a piece of shit by the sounds of it. So yeah. um, There was, you know. Um, this week, like Jess was telling me that. Um, Anyone seen Mandalorian? Has anyone seen the series Mandalorian? I've not, but I know what you're on about, yeah. Um, there's an actor in that, and she's, uh, I thought she was very good, um, but it turns out she's wildly anti Semitic. So she's lost it. Like, she was anti Semitic on Twitter, and you go, that's not fucking acceptable. Never mind the thought, publicizing it's definitely not acceptable. Uh, yeah. And people obviously be called out for that kind of bullshit. So she was, and she was sacked. And then, like, then um, anyone, like, an old WWF fan? Does anyone ever really follow any of that? Um, yeah, Jeff is a big fan, and I've kind of become a bit of a big fan of, like, vintage WWF. It's hilarious. Uh, but one of their wrestlers was um, Val Venus. He's been banned from Twitter because he shared child porn, claiming it was fucking um, Joe Biden's. Oh, my God. Oh, dear. Yeah. Oh my- so then... then Everyone was obviously like, hey, that's not allowed, you know. <laughs> like, it's not mine. It's the, you know, you wondered, like, they must know what they're doing. Christ. They must know that's not going to end well. Clearly not. Like, yeah. clearly. Like, like, you know, those, like last week when that Arsenal football player shared the picture, shared, uh, took that video on Snapchat. I missed that one. What was that? I hear about that. Huh? Oh, my, my boss is telling me about it. He, he filmed himself in the changing rooms. I think it was like their defense player or something. He swapped the camera around and his mate was next to him completely naked having a wank watching porn. And he that shared it all that. over the internet. <laughs> and now, like, you go, like, why, why would you put that online? Yeah. I'll be honest, that, like, I was expecting to hear, like, he was naked because he was getting changed or something like that if oh, he's no, a football no, player. No. But no, porn, that's. Uh... In the changing room. Oops, yeah. That sucks. <laughs> I, mean, that's, uh, I don't. I don't really know what uh, footballers' punishments are with things like that. I don't. I don't know. Do you get, <laughs> I know the FA can find them for like breaches of conduct and stuff. The football 
Football Association. Um, I know because like people have been fined in the past for derogatory language and stuff like that, but it doesn't. I don't think it really does anything because it's first of all they're all multi-millionaires. You know what I mean? They're on like the, the average wage in the Premier League, something like hundred grand, hundred and twenty grand a week. Like yeah, get a fifty grand fine. Oh, oh shit! You know? Like, yeah, yeah. What does that really matter? But, you know. I will buy a Tesla this week, then. Is it really going to... Like, do you really think that's going to end well? Is there really any need to put that up? Uh, like, Absolutely there isn't. <laughs> so... <laughs> Madness in it. Like, I think people forget, like, the internet is forever. <laughs> like, it's... It's, it's, it's like... Inf- uh, it's like buying things, isn't it? It's too easy. You don't realise you're spending money when you click buy. It's the same thing, isn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah. You don't yeah. think what you're doing. Yeah, I think Johnny knows that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, at least my little eBay addictions, it's like, you know, I'm like a bargain hunter. I'm not like, oh, 50K for one of them, I'll have that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it, could, it could be uh, it could be worse, I suppose. <laughs> so, off last week's podcast, um, obviously I uh, recommended that everyone put their life savings on the books. They only went and won, so I'm just yeah. saying... <laughs> Considering I know absolutely nothing about NFL, um, everyone would have uh, had a good Did payday from there. I didn't know. I should have done. Like, I don't know why I didn't now. Um, well, I mean, that's just what you preached, Joe. I know, but um, did you hear about the uh, the streaker? No. <laughs> so, um, this, the, <laughs> right. now the, and this this guy decided to put a fifty thousand dollar bet on some ridiculous odds that he um, that there would be a streaker at the Super Bowl. Um, so then he got his mate to run out before him as a, <laughs> to create a distraction. And then he actually managed to make it onto the pitch and, and stop stop the game briefly. Um, so I think he cleared some, like, $350,000 off this bet. Before he got kicked the shit out of, probably. Yeah, and uh, he had to pay a 1000 of that to get out of jail, so... <laughs> <laughs> That is such a good business plan. <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah. Imagine, like, if you can make a bet and then just go, I'm going to do it, so... Yeah, well, next next Merseyside derby day that we're allowed back in the ground. Keep your eyes on BT Sport, boys. <laughs> Aye. The only thing was, he wasn't naked. He had, like, some kind of uh, pink leotard on. Um, but he did manage to completely disrupt the game, which was a good laugh. It's the first time I've seen a streaker at the Super Bowl, so... Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw something about the. Um, I'm sure I saw something on Twitter about the like the halftime entertainment being a bit naff or something. Or like, it wasn't. It wasn't. I think it was always going to be tough because of the fact that it's a pandemic and you can't have people interacting the same way um, as they normally do. Usually, they have like stages on the field and everyone runs out onto the field and they have you know things going on. Whereas they just couldn't do that. So he was kind of up in the bleachers. Um, on like a mini stage platform thing, um, it was all right, you know. Um, Who was it? It was the weekend, um, without the e in end, you know. <laughs> you'd, you'd honestly, I bet you would recognise at least one of his songs. I, I recognised a lot more than I thought I would. Um, yeah, probably. He's got a great song called "Blind and Lights," um, which is like a real like eighties. Yeah, um, yeah. And um, that's it's on everywhere, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, that's the one. Yeah. Um, um, I quite like that song. Um, 
Blinded by the light. Yeah. For something that, you know, is of that era. Um, I think it sounds quite cool. Um, but yeah, he was good. You know, I think that... he, paid, he paid seven million of his own money to, like, put on the show. Um, wow. And he doesn't get... I don't think any of the Super Bowl artists get paid to play because... It's the Super Bowl, like you'd you'd play it for free, wouldn't you? Um, so you know, um, it was it was it was all right. <laughs> but I, yeah. Um, yeah, that sounds that song that you saw that blinded by the lights, man. That is one of those songs that I, I feel like I kind of became consciously aware of around this time last year. But sounds like it's been around forever. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I mean, it's just because it sounds very much like it could be an, it could be like a, a lost aha song, you know, yeah, um, yeah. something like Tears for Fear, or something like that, you know. Um, yeah, it's a great song, man. That's it is, yeah. The melody's killer. Yeah. Um, and again, I, I, there'll be something that kind of it, it almost annoys me that I like it, like I, you know, with my, with my, you know, that kind of music taste that you think, well, mine's the best because it's mine. And then something cr- like gets through the cracks that you go. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> See, I've just decided to not care about that anymore because, like, yeah, yeah. I- I've come to the terms that, like, if I like something, I like it. Doesn't matter what it is, you know, whether it's chart yeah. stuff or you know, anything, you know. Um, Very English mentality, really, isn't it? Like, you think when we go out to Europe, like, it's just gonna dance to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, well, what genre is it? You know what I mean? Like. There's been a couple of those um, recently that um, a cheerleader song, the melody, and that's great. Oh, I think that I found myself a cheerleader. Um, the melody, and We're that's We're the real Johnny tonight, haven't we? Yeah, big time, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but honestly, there's a few of them. Um, there's, there's that one, uh, and there's uh, Titanium, David Guetta. And bulletproof, fire away, fire away. Great, great melody. I got I got like a little random playlist hidden on my Spotify of songs that I uh, kind of oddly like. Yeah, I've got like a a play. Well, I've got a few songs that like if I'm like I'm going to listen to this, I'm going to stick it on like uh, the private Spotify, like anonymous listening, so that I can uh, yeah, enjoy yeah. it. Which is yeah. weird. Like I shouldn't really have guilty pleasures, you know. The, the life's too short. But um, yeah, my two big ones are you know well you probably won't. Um, it's a band that were quite big a few years ago. Um, and now I can't for the life of me remember the name. It was uh, Jess Glynn yeah. and this other band. Um, that's going to win I'm in it. Oh, uh, what I'm doing. I was, yeah. Uh, um, it's funny, like, whenever I'm at work and, that, and we have, like, radio on, nobody can ever realise that I don't know the, any of the music and they just yeah. do not understand how. Yeah. What is it, when when people talk about um, celebrities and public figures, oh such and such from such and such a show, and I go, yeah, okay, yeah, hi. <laughs> it was uh, Jess Glynn and Clean Bandit um, with a song called Rather Be. That's an absolute tune. Um, See, I know who Jess Glynn is, but I don't know Clean Bandit. Yeah, um, they've kind of dropped off the face of the earth a bit. Um, they had like a, a couple of hits, and then they haven't really. Well, I haven't seen much of them since, but um, that's a cool song. And then, you know, Carly Rae Jepsen, who was famous for um, Call Me Maybe and the, the other one that was a... Chord progressions, killer. Hey, you know. Yeah. Um, dum, dum, dum. Great. 
Johnny, do you remember when we were in Brixton? The song's terrible, but that that chord progression's great. Do you remember when we were in Brixton and she was playing the Academy? Yes. That night, and I said to you, do you want to go? And you said, they have a really good chord progression. And as soon as you said that, then it reminded me, (laughs) I love that chord progression. It's like, do you want to do it? She's got a great song um, called... um, Run away with me from a second album, I believe. Um, Showing that well worth a listen. <laughs> I know, yeah. But I mean, you know, I, I listen to so listen to Dolly Parton now, like without, uh, you know, fear of being judged, and so it's it's mainly just pop artists that I listen to that um, I try and hide from people. But you know, there you go. I've exposed it now. So. My my um my my kind of least of the guilty pleasures, but it's almost like, like my biggest pleasure is uh, camouflage with Stan Ridgeway. Can't say I've ever heard it. Oh man, it's like a story of um this uh, GI in Vietnam uh, like fighting his way through the jungle with a ghost. It's great, man. It's <laughs> <laughs> I was a PFC on a super patrol hunting Charlie down. Oh, great. Man. Song with a message. It's um, yeah, and the, the chorus is infectious. Man, whoa, whoa, camouflage! Oh, it's great. It's a ridiculous song. <laughs> yeah, proper kind anyway, of knee tapping country. You know? I think it's uh, it's about time for some uh, album club. So, album club is. Um, it's like book club, but for albums. Um, last week, uh, it was Aaron's pick for for the album. You chose uh, Shake Your Money Maker by The Black Crows. No, it wasn't. I'm record this thing. For, um, you are? I'm going to record the thing for, for the... It's like book club, but for albums. We should make a jingle for it, yeah. I mean, it's got a, it's, it's got a sting, so you can sing over the top of the sting. Yeah. It's like a book club, the but for albums. <laughs> the Sting. I don't know if you guys did. Uh, I mean, uh, for, for Johnny, it'd have been uh, the, the old version of GCSEs, I imagine. But um, did every, did Aaron? Did you do? <laughs> did you do GCSE GCSE music? Yes. Did you do EdXL? What's that? Was that? It's like the the um, exam board that. Um, oh, I didn't go to the exams. Okay. Did you did you have to study um the likes of Jeff Buckley's Grace? Yes. yes. Um right. So this thing is um the intro of um And the Glory of the Lord by Handel, which is one of the classical pieces um that we did in GCSE music. So we studied Bangra. Never heard of Bangra? We did uh, well, we we did uh, it was a uh, it was called Ragdesh was our um Oh yeah, I did that. Yeah, there was like there's three versions of Ragdesh. Um, I tell you what's so. funny. The other day we were clearing out, and I found my uh, record of achievements from school. Empty right. was it? So you open it up. No, I had a couple of pages. First one was completion of a uh, work experience, which was with my dad. Um, <laughs> I sat at home all week. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and, uh, second one was. Uh, uh, I had it was just my report, you know, your report card. Um, yeah. Concern, 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 and then in music, it said reason for concern. It said 
uh, unlikely to succeed in music. Like, geez. So I, I, I put that in I my mean, you, you were already a prodigy by then, weren't you? <laughs> I put it in my achievements book. Um, he, he says as he goes off on tour, you know. <laughs> Aye. But I thought nice. they, I'm um, going to keep it for that reason. Sorry. Yeah, fair enough. Um, we'll get straight into um, the questions about Shaggy Moneymaker. Um, is it everyone's first time listening to the album in full? It was for me. Yeah. Uh, well, I've heard all of those songs before in Aaron's car, mainly. Right. Um, yeah. But for the first time, I was sitting down consciously listening to the album. Yeah. No. I imagine you probably have heard it a few times before. Um, general likes and dislikes. I was I found the ballads on the record. Um, Incredible! I really like their uh, their their approach to ballads. I found them very honest. Um, mm. I found the kind of the more kind of rock and rolly songs. I, I could have done with less of. It 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 kind of feels like to me that they did that almost like the way, like predictably free goes the five chord that you know it's coming. Mm. Um, like the Black Crows for me on on that on that record for me annoyed me a little bit with that kind of well, what are we going to do here? I know, we'll just do that kind of 12 bar thing sped up jink, 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 jink and um, it, that that kind of got a little bit irksome um, I, I kind of feel mm. like it's just an easy kind of coin in a slot for rock and roll you know what I mean, like just, just come up with a riff you know, like don't don't just jink, 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 jink See that um, is what I both love and hate about the record because I said that because like my least favourite um mm. It was like, their stage, they weren't a band, they didn't play tours, they just went and made a record. And you can hear that, like their influences are on their sleeve massively. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? The songs, you can hear there's something in there, and they're not great musicians at that point. Chris still hasn't found his voice, and you know. But then when you go to the next record, you see the development and stuff. And I like that rawness in there, and like you can see there's something special. But at the same time, I hate the record in the fact that, you know, I still think they're finding themselves, and it's like... Yeah. Um, just sound young, which they were. I mean, like, Rich was, like, 17 when they did that record. You know what I mean? Like, you go... Uh, so I think it's just, for me, it was... That's what I like and hate about it. But. I find Black Rose to be a very strangely produced album. Uh, well, a, like a, a strangely produced band. Um, I'm not massively keen on the way that they mix albums. Um, especially that one. It just sounds very... Dated. I don't know. You know who did it? And it was Rick Rubin, wasn't it? <laughs> no, it was George Draculius who did the um, Tom Petty's Wildflowers and stuff, which surprised me because um, it sounds so different in that record. Now, Rick Rubin... Yeah, Tom, Wildflowers is it? ...after they sold a million records, so that's why he got that credit. Yeah. Aye. I, I was creased when I read that on Wikipedia so. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. When you think about Wildflowers and that, like Wildflowers is such a nice sounding album, whereas I don't quite hear that in uh, in this album. No. But I mean, um, it's still a nice album, you know. Um, it's everyone's favorite tracks, right? I, I I wrote my notes down and then put them on here, so I can't see my notes. 
But it was uh, there was a ballad towards the end that I thought was killer. I think it's the no, it might no, it wasn't that one. Seeing things, seeing things. Yeah, seeing beautiful, beautiful, spacious. One of those that I think a lot of bands would be tempted to kind of overfill with unnecessary music, you know. Um, and they didn't. I just thought they let it breathe and let it kind of mm-hmm. away. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's one of the things I don't actually kind of associate with the Black Crows so much. Actually, is that kind of that that kind of ballad? They're, they're good ballad, is um, yeah. Because you don't you, you kind of associate them as being this kind of wild rock and roll band, and then yeah, yeah, I like it when they kind of turn it down a little bit. That was very cool. But I like I like she talks to angels as well. And that was very cool. Hmm. Joe, Aaron. Oh, I'm going, am I? You're, you're going. Um, I like seeing things. Uh, yeah. I like Sister Luck. Yeah. Uh, I like. I really like Stare It Cold. I think it's grown a lot from the record. When you hear it live, it's um, it's a hell of a flipping groove when they get going on that live. It's really good. So that more for live. Um, and yeah. To be fair, the two opening tracks are just classic, aren't they? They're, they're jealous again. It's and... a hell of an opener as well. It's a really good show opener, to be fair. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Jealous Again and Could I Have Been So Blind um, yeah. were two of my yeah. favourites. I think it's one of those albums that if I keep listening to it, it'll grow on me even more. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, least favourite uh, tracks for everyone? Now, oddly, I flip between this. Uh, hard to handle. Yes. Um, and I don't know if that's because I um, I love the Otis Reading version so much. Um, mm-hmm. Just steps away, and it, it it's too straight. And I know that wasn't. Turn that it wasn't. into uh, this way. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't know if that's because um, I know that the they wanted to play it like Otis Redding, didn't they? Because they were all big kind of soul fans. fans. Rick Rubin turned it into Walk This Way because it would get radio. So we did the same beats per minute, the same drum pattern, everything was Walk This Way. Um, I'm not... But to be fair, arguably it was the song that sort of uh, made them, you know? I mean, Hard Handle was the only Black Rose that I'd really heard of until um, recently. So yeah. it, it it served him it served him well <laughs> to yeah. to um to do it like yeah. that but yeah there was there was another tune it's a song I skipped didn't connect with it at all I can't remember what it was called um Stratton Blues yeah that's all yeah yeah on Hollow yeah. album I enjoyed it you know what I mean I think it's definitely one of those song, um definitely one of those albums that you should listen to as a record. Before you kind of make any decisions that, like, because you, you could hear one of those tracks and then go, oh, hmm. But I think the thing with the Crows is as well, like, they're, uh, they're hard to get on album. I think when you have the live experience and you meet how mental the fans are as well, hmm. and like the whole, the whole experience of the thing, like, you come back and you go, you know what I mean? And the records are like, yeah, one of those I, definitely, bands, I, I definitely feel like they are probably like, better as a live band, yeah. Um, Next question I, is, would you change... Sorry, Johnny, go wild. I was just going to say, I, I think that's the kind of the art of the producer, and it is... Um, because I, I kind of gone off track a little bit. I had um, 
like the Blackberry Smoke thing. They, like their first record was basically done as a, a live album, but yeah. just in the room. And then uh, yeah. I heard Charlie Starr in an interview talking about it and saying like when they did like the second or the third album, they got a different producer in, and like he said like it was like the fan forums. Yeah. But like they've ruined Blackberry Smoke, they've overproduced them, you know what I mean? It's finding that balance in it and yeah. uh, between kind of what they sound like live. I think that must be the hard thing with producing us is ca- catching that yeah. live. Because it's funny, like, their well follow-up to Whippoorwill, which was Holding All the Roses, they got Brennan O'Brien, which, um, well, funny enough, his breakthrough was actually Shaky Moneymaker. And yeah. then uh, he went on and like the ACDC stuff and, uh, you know, he did Red Hot Chili Peppers, right? And all that, like loads of shit. So they got him thinking, oh shit, you know, he's like a really big producer. And like then they came back and like, I think he's overproduced this a little bit. Yeah, but, um, I think it's it's a, there's a pretty big difference between the Whippoorwill and Holding All the Roses in terms yeah. of production. Um, yeah. Not one that I'm particularly fond of, you know. I do, I quite like the songs on Holding All the Roses, but... Um, it definitely does feel very studio-y, you know. You can make um, you can yeah. soul out the track, can't you? You really can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, would you change the singles? Now, there's really five singles for for this album, which I think is a bit much. Um, you've got Jealous Again, Hard to Handle, Twice as Hard, She Talks to Angels and Saying Things. Um, but that seems... I would maybe not have as many, but they all seem... I, I get it though. For the first album, yeah. I understand. You want when, you sell, when you're selling a million a month, you keep it rolling as long as you can. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I think they, I think they're the obvious single choice. To be fair. Yeah. Video to jealous again, actually, so. It's good. Yeah. Good video. I haven't seen the music videos yet. I'll uh, have to check them out. Um, uh, same kind of, Same kind of vibe as the We Robbed for Shine Paradise City <laughs> kind of. Vibe. <laughs> Right, yeah. It's the band talking about. Where's the band on stage? You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, on that work. It's uh, it's Dark. just them, isn't it? Like, you know, it's yeah. Um, it's just. Have you seen the inside like, cover work they've done with like the crows art and stuff, like the drawings of crows and? See, things. I really like that. Yeah, I, I wish they'd done that on the front cover. Um, they use that on the inside and on the back. I think that's a really cool logo. I'll yeah, bet you. Done by Alan Forbes. I'll bet you that all yeah. that stuff they wanted, and the label went, "No, it's your first album. They need to see what you look like." Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. What was the label? Um, American. Good question. Deaf American. So it's from Gaffin, Rick Rubin. Right. Yeah. 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 Because I remember Rich telling me, like, when he was like with like label thing, he was like, when they signed to Deaf American, they Nobody thought they were going to do anything. Rick Rubin basically didn't know who they were, so they got to make the record they wanted. They did that, then they got thrown on the road, they sold all these records, then the second came, and they were the biggest band on the label, so they got the choice to do what they wanted for the second label. Then they left that label and went to Capital, and then all of a sudden they had to deal with record labels on their third record, and he was like, it's just... That's when they turned dark. <laughs> so, mm. uh, odd, really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, last come. question is <laughs> uh, would you buy stream or forget the album yeah I'd buy I'd have it on vinyl I, I'm going to answer that every single yeah. time you ask me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get a pad yeah, 
I bought it. I remember the other week, I feel like for um, a couple of weeks back in season one, we started rating them out of 10. And then we went back and did all the albums that we'd forgotten to do and rated them out of 10. Yeah. And then we completely forgot to do it ever again. <laughs> <laughs> so somewhere out there, there's a list of uh, our ratings of uh, each album. But, oh, well, you know, never mind. Um, yeah, remember, yeah. Why, why not? Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that's Album Club. I think it's Johnny's turn next week to uh, to pick the album. So got a couple uh, of that. you can do whatever you like now. Doesn't have to be connected in any way, so you have yeah, free run. Funky. <laughs> is it gonna be? Uh, is it gonna be Carly B or whatever fucking name is? <laughs> Carly Marie Jepsen. <laughs> to be fair, we should definitely do something like that one week. Just have like a completely but like. Is Carly off the Rae wall. Jepsen the one who did? Um, is Carly Rae Jepsen the one who does what? No, that's Cardi B. That's. Oh. Cardi, not Carly. <laughs> oh, okay. Did you? So, uh, oh, you probably wanted done um, for the live lounge last year. <laughs> Sorry. Um, last year, Biffy decided that um, they would I cover WAP. That. I did see um, that, but they changed it to they, wet as Biffy. Um, Biffy or something. Me. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Need a bucket in this mop because you're wet as Biffy. Um, it was it was arguably the most controversial thing they've ever done. Like it was, I mean, it was instantly like massive because everyone hated it. But like that was hundred percent the reason why they did it. It sounded awful. Like I think they purposefully made it as like as jarring as they could, just because they knew that it would like freak people out. Um, but yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, what are we covering, WAP Johnny? Right here on that. So, Johnny, when are you going to cover? What? When are you doing a cover of WAP? Oh, I've already done it, man. <laughs> Dropping it. It's on TikTok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what we should do with the band's first ever TikTok post. <laughs> Instantly get cancelled for... Uh... Yeah, yeah. Bring Just a bucket like... and a mop if you're as wet as Johnny. There you go, we can change it. Yeah. Just me in a bath. <laughs> we can have that playing in the behind our uh, bath podcast which we're definitely going to do at some point <laughs> definitely not live streaming that one um but yeah um so uh have you guys um seen the story about the guy that has made a guitar out of his uncle's yes. skeleton Yes, it's mental. I didn't Absolutely. believe it at first. I know, yeah. Like, especially for, for it being like, legal? it's not. He went, like, I've been reading the article. Um, he went through all of the legal channels, got it all approved. Um, it had to be. Did they dig it, it, it up and use the. No, so what it was, was it had been donated to a university for scientific purposes. Um, so it was never really in the ground. It was always in skeletal form in this university or, or museum or whatever it was. Um, so then the, he's taken the spinal column, the rib cage, and possibly the pelvis, and that's what the guitar is. Um, 
it looks cool as fuck because you've got like the ribcage coming around like the the neck of the guitar um and then the spinal column kind of continues it's down it's a but, bit yeah. mental isn't it uh, like but the thing is right you, you read the headline and it's like this guy's built a guitar out of his uncle's skeleton and he uses it to play black metal right you expect a certain look for this guy but this guy's got like a blonde wig i don't know if it's a wig but it's like a kind of mullety style wig and he wears like Joe he looks like he, he looks like uh yeah yeah um he looks like he should be in like an 80s cover band which is just weird right. <laughs> but, you mom, know imagine turning mom. up to see Given one more go with the music career thing, I've got this great idea that's going to get me loads of attention. Please, just just let me live here for another another six months, and I'll pay it all back. Honestly, all the rent that I owe you. Why? What are you going to do? Ah, well, <laughs> I've got this idea. I'll do it, John. Remember your brother. <laughs> Jesus. Oof. Imagine turning up to see like a, a best of the eighties tribute act, and all of a sudden this guy pulls out an actual spinal column as a guitar. <laughs> oh God! Well, you know, it's, it's just it's like on the same page as uh, like Keith Richards. Um, there's the infamous story of him. Uh, was it his uncle as well? Um, I don't know who it was. It was, was a relative. His, was it his dad. I'll look it up. If you, if you don't know the story, uh, Keith Richards apparently snorted a relative's ashes um, with cocaine. Um, I, I am personally going to call bullshit on that one. Yeah, I am too. I, I feel like um, Keith... Um, there's a there's a great documentary on the stones and it, it's quite a comprehensive one. It's about an hour and a half long. And, um, it goes from like Keith Richards sat there smoking end, endless Marlboro gold. So chase out of London, you know, <laughs> and then it cuts to Mick just like, yeah, Keith, Keith seems to think that we were like chased out of the UK. It's just not true. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Keith Richards has got this almost like cartoon-esque image of his life, yeah. you know what I mean? Like in his head. And then yeah. because... Like, yeah. I also feel like it's a, it's a snowball effect, isn't it? You make like, you say something and all of a sudden it becomes like the media picks it all up and it's this big, big thing. Why would you let the truth get in the way of a good story? The Americans yeah. don't want making war films. So, you know, Keith Richards doesn't either, I don't think. Good story I mean, done south. Yeah, there was a classic uh, story of Alice Cooper when uh, he was playing a gig somewhere in the, in the States, I think, um, and somebody threw a live chicken on stage. Now, this was the first time that Alice Cooper had seen a live chicken and so assumed that the live chicken could fly, so he chucked it into the audience and uh, the audience ripped the chicken apart. <laughs> the next day, however, the story was that Alice Cooper had eaten this live chicken, like, and you know, similar to the Ozzy Osbourne and Bat thing, um, but it was Alice Cooper that had, that had torn the chicken apart. And so at first he was freaked out and was like, well, we need to sort this out. Like, that's not true. But his manager was like, why would you want that to not 
be the case like that's that's the yeah, best yeah. thing possible for you you're alice cooper like you've killed a live chicken on stage like what could be more you you know um so have the story you, kind of remained that way i've uh have you ever heard the uh alex, you probably haven't to be fair there's a great um interview on like one of those rock rock the boat cruise things um hmm. two of the most unlikely people in the world that you'd put together paul rogers and alice cooper who apparently are really good mates, known each other for years. But you forget, don't you? It's like a fraternity. They must have played loads of festivals together over the years and stuff. So you just think it's like bumping into oh, people. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. It's one of those th- like things that I kind of just like stick on YouTube, you know, in the background. And it, this had me. It was Alice Cooper telling the story of when he met Elvis. It's... Yeah, fun- absolutely fantastic. What a story, oh, yeah. Yeah, phenomenal. Um, like saying like the um, Elvis gate, like handed him a gun. And then he was like, wouldn't it be the most rock and roll thing in the world now if I shot him? <laughs> Just this like little devil on his shoulder going, go on, kill him. And then he said, but they had this like kind of image of like all like these like mafia guys kicking the door and seeing me with like a you know a gun Elvis. Yeah. Good, it's great story. He's uh, he's a fascinating. Well, the thing guy. was, was um Elvis had actually given the gun with the intention he, he told Alice, like, try and shoot me. Um, yeah, yeah, and then I'll, I'll, I'll Elvis used his uh, karate yeah. to like you know disarm him. Um, but Alice Cooper was like, "Yeah, imagine if I actually managed to get a shot in before I had a chance." Like, <laughs> obviously, he was never planning on really pulling the trigger, but he was like, "If I did right now, Elvis would be dead." <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he, he also tells us, like he said that um, Elvis also um, went into his drawer and got out uh, an envelope that had X-rays in it. And Alice Cooper was like, well, what's this? And Elvis was like, well, there was these kids in the parking lot that were like, look at you with all your security. You know, you're you're not tough at all. You know, let you know, let's have a fight kind of thing. And Alex, like Elvis is like, I beat all of them up, and this is the feet I shattered this guy's femur, but he'd kept the x-ray. And like Alice Cooper was like, This is clearly this guy's link to the outside world, because you know, his 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 man what was his manager called? Colonel um, Something. Yeah, the um, Colonel wouldn't let him go and do anything. You know what I mean? And his yeah, like he, yeah. That was his link to the outside world. So that was insane. Like it was a, but, a yeah. great. Carry on. Yeah, my my favorite Alice uh, Cooper fact is he was really good mates with Ronnie Corbett and used to play golf with him. <laughs> right. Really? That's amazing. That's not amazing. Amazing. Isn't it? Ronnie Corbett, you know. <laughs> that was really Alice Cooper. Yeah. I wonder how they met. Yeah, you know, like at what, at what point, like, like, were they just on the same golf course? I know you. <laughs> yeah, there was a great episode of uh, Midlands podcast, uh, Sending It Straight, where they talked about Elvis and his last sort of recording sessions, um, where Elvis was, was at the point where he didn't really leave the house. Um, and so they set up the recording studio in a specific room in Graceland. And, yeah. uh, all the musicians every day went to the studio for weeks on end. Elvis just didn't leave his room, um, which is like, it's just a, it's a sad story really. Um, but eventually, you know, he made it out and um, apparently he was killing it in, in his last kind of few sessions, but I don't think really anything came of it because he probably died soon after that. But um, really inter- interesting w- way of hearing it. Cause it's just something that you'd never see today, you know? Um, Jess put on, um, I think it was one of the Vegas shows, one of those famous, you know, those like, kind of that image that you have in your head of Elvis. Hmm. And the, I tell you what, man, that band, 
Jesus Christ. And the way the way they watched him, like he, he they would play to him physically, you know. I, I just thought that it was just incredible. And it was a big band as well, you know. It must have been 20 piece, you know, it was horn sections and several guitar players, keys players and all this. And um it was just fat like the, and the way the way he kind of um held the room, you know what I mean? Like he'd bring the band like in the set he'd draw songs out real long and he'd bring the band up and down and that's very impressed. Yeah. Best. Yeah. Which is mental that because um of the Colonel um the Colonel had some legal issues in basically everywhere in the world. Um and so that's the reason that Elvis never played outside of the States was because the colonel couldn't go with him. Um, which is just crazy, I think, that, like, as, as massive and a, a global sensation as Elvis is, that he never, ever played outside of the States. Well, Barry Campbell never came with us to Europe, did he? So Very yeah. true, yeah. Well, maybe we should uh, Barry, <laughs> be a bit worried. I mean, to be fair, at least we went. It's not like Barry went, oh, you, you can't go to you know Europe because of me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> then there'd true. be cause for concern. Um, crazy in a, in a time where Marilyn Monroe and Elvis Presley existed, apparently they never met. Isn't that mad? You just mm. the, the, those two people. You think if, uh, you could ever get two people in the same room, there'd be two yeah. of those people that you. Let me tell you. I'll put. It, I'll say this. I would have put Marilyn most Marilyn Monroe to have known Elvis before Alice Cooper. Y- yeah, yeah, yeah. If you said absolutely, it, yeah. Or Ronnie Corbin. <laughs> yeah. <that's it. laughs> Hundred <laughs> percent. Right then, boys, it's uh, time to do some lemons and peaches. Lemons and peaches. If you don't so, know, lemons and peaches. peaches are... Oh dear. <laughs> I'm not doing the whole uh, thing. Three things we like about our week. One thing we don't. Ah, oh, yeah. Um, we'll do our round of lemons first. He wants to to go first. I cut my finger. Great. Yeah, that's a uh, great lemon. <laughs> you know, uh, it, it looks gnarly as well. Like it looks good and gnarly because it's like that's the rated edge bread knife, and it's a new knife set as well. So it's like when you you know you you pick a kitten up and it's like a bag of razor blades. Oh, like that. Um, and the stupid thing was, I was being so caught because I'd I'd caught myself with it a couple of days earlier and gone, ooh, that hurts. Don't mm. do that again. And then because I was so consciously kind of going, don't cut yourself with the bread knife, I did it again, but worse. I'm like right across me, like, and I go, and uh, yeah, it looks mean. It looks mean. It looks like a bite. So yeah, that's my lemon. Yep, Aaron. Uh, uh, let me have a think. Oh, I mean, I don't know if it's a bit dark. Oh, how dark are we going? Um, it's not that. It's not that dark. It's just that depends. It's a bit depressing. Uncle died, and some crazy bastard used his skeleton. <laughs> um, I'll say, uh, fuck it. <laughs> My great aunt died, so it's uh, there's one. Bit depressed, isn't it? Yeah, that's a that's a shame. Yeah. My die. Wasn't COVID, was it? No, she had, well, kind of kid. I guess COVID in 
she doesn't have it or didn't have it when she died, but she had uh, she's meant to be on dialysis with her kidneys. And so because of COVID and like how we're struggling in HSR, they couldn't do dialysis as much. Then her kidneys got more fucked up and then she got like fucking poisoning and all that and then went, but it was quick. Okay. So uh, still another thing, the problem with the, uh, the way the government's dealt with it all, isn't it? Yeah. Christ, did, did, did yeah. you you say what was in my head then? <laughs> I think it's in a lot of people's heads, isn't it? Not enough. <laughs> um, my lemon this week is me and Anna just had to change the bed. Um, <laughs> it's just it's just a fun one. I, I hate it as a job. It's um, yeah. So there you go. Um, I suppose my my other lemon you... is you what. I've got to know how you do it. What's your technique? Do you, do you inside out and flip or? Okay, so that is my usual go-to. Um, I yeah, flip the the duvet cover, grab the ends, and then uh, you you do you do the flip thing. It's it's super easy. And I decided to try a new method this week, which it worked. I'm not entirely sure it was quicker. It's it's a new thing she's discovered on TikTok. Um, oh where fuck's sake. You, you lay out the duvet cover, lay the uh, inside out, lay the duvet on top, fold in the corners, and then like make it like a paper aeroplane, roll it up, and then um, flip it, and it like you can roll it back out, and it rolls the duvet into the cover. Um, right when when um when when in my mum's house, um, <laughs> like somebody died so we, we had like the family had enough money to get the loft done so i, I kind of went up to the loft and uh, I, I realized like when i was taking my sheets up but i'd never no one had ever shown me how to do like to change sheets before so my technique was <laughs> to get to flat like kind of flatten the duvet i was on the floor in like a line get inside the duvet cover and stand up and then like kind of flop <laughs> and like kind of shimmy out and like 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 do it go? and then, well someone saw me do it what the fuck are you doing you don't still do it then no yeah worked yeah, yeah whatever gets the job done doesn't really matter how it's long it takes it's more crazy so. than Anna's method to be fair mm-hmm. yeah I think it's one of the, yeah, because we've got the the bed sort of in it's like two walls on either end and then a wall with a window, um, it makes it more difficult to change bedding anyway just because you can't access all sides. Um so there you go. That's uh at least we don't have to do it for a while now. And as well we've got these bed clips that like um clip the cover the the, the sheet, bed sheet underneath the bed so that it doesn't and go back out um, but that just takes ages to put on as well um, yeah le- uh, peaches I've got I've got good peaches this this uh, this week question I've always said you've got good peaches man <laughs> question yes how many have we got to do I mean it's meant to be three you can do as many as you like don't tell me three and then say one like last week I think I don't. I don't think I've got one, but we'll we'll give it a go. Okay, doc. Well, um, mine this week are. We now have gifts on Instagram. This is something that um, I've tried to sort out for a couple of weeks. Um, it's done. Um, and what's more is already, 
we have 100,000 views of the GIFs um, on various sites, um, which is just nuts. Um, Going to be known as GIFers, is that I know, thing? yeah. We should, like, I mean, the problem is, is, like, uh, because I've done, well, we did the GIFs without, like, a proper logo, so you can't really tell it's us. It's just artwork, Can we make GIFs know? of Johnny doing random stuff? We absolutely can, yeah. <laughs> And I'll go, that's that fame, that's that guy from the GIF. <laughs> Aye. <laughs> we also do like reaction GIFs. So we'll get, like do some thumbs up and thumbs downs and, yeah. um, you know, faces, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm just pleased that we've got that done. Um, definitely something that we'll, we'll use in the future. Um, pitch number two is that um, the books won the Super Bowl. Um, I, I picked the, the back the right horse. Uh, uh, you know, <laughs> I suppose that's completely the wrong term for it, but you know, um, it's all. I mean, it's you a better term, but it's, yeah, exactly. It's just the wrong spot. Um, and um, this week I've been um, working in a new bit of free software, and um, it's called OBS. And um, we now have the ability to live stream the podcast. So um, I think next week. We will stream the podcast as we record it. Um, there'll be there'll be details about it um, coming out within the next few days. I would say um, we still need to organize it. Yeah, um, but it's been fun working with a new bit of software, and it, it was nice and easy to figure out. It wasn't anything you know super complicated, so it's always nice when you get a new thing to work in, and it just works the way that you expect it to. Um, so yeah. Those are my uh, my peaches. Sweet, Johnny. Oh, hey. Um, I'm going with a sports one. Uh, Everton dramatically came back in the FA Cup last night to go through to the next round. It was ridiculous. It was it went to extra time. It was two two and a bit hours of football. It went one nil to Spurs. Then we got it back one all, two one. 3-1, we were winning, cruising. I was thinking, we're absolutely smashing this. Then just before half-time, they nicked a goal, 3-2. Then they came out, then it was 3-all. Then we went 4-3 in front, then it went 4-all. Then we won 5-4. I've never been so stressed in my life. It was ridiculous. I'm glad I wasn't in the room. It was horrendous. Um, but the mighty, the big, mighty toffees went and did it. I was uh, very, very pleased. And we've just drawn Manchester City in the next round, which is a bit of a bastard. But if we get through them, that's it. So we're doing it. We're going to win. We're winning the league, right? Uh, yeah, but the first time in like my conscious lifetime. Any, anyway, 1995. About football. Yeah, yeah. I'll teach you all about it, man, on those long tours. I bet you can't wait. Um, <laughs> my, uh, I already have it every day. Yeah, <laughs> I sit and go. I tried banning uh, football from the office, but it didn't last very long. No, well, it's uh, it's one of those things. It's like mold. You just having to get out now. The uh, my second peach would be I I've got a I've had a soup in the slow cooker for um, five yeah. hours. <laughs> so uh, if this was like smellovision, it would smell incredible. It smells fantastic in here. Uh, smell of it. You just made that up. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I have a new bracelet that I like very much. <laughs> it's my third. It's, nice. <laughs> it's very cheap as well, which I like even more. Aaron, well what's done. your maybe one peach for 
Well, now I've got def one, maybe two. I know I've two. I've got a solid two. I've got a solid two. Uh, I'm gonna steal your gif one. Fair. I'll allow it. New guitar, bones. Huh? (laughs) You've got a new guitar made out of bones. Uh, I don't think I think Joe explained the gifts enough. Uh, and number two is uh, we've been having a sh- like a shit ton of uh, work on uh, pipes being done, which is finally done, uh, pun intended. So uh, excitement that is your existence, mate. <laughs> uh, I can now park on the drive again, so I'm happy about that. About two weeks of not being able to get around like into the house, having to jump over holes and stuff. So it's it's all right. Um, and that's as exciting as my life has been. That's Fair enough. Fair. Well, that about wraps us up for uh, for this week. Um, as I say, next week we will try and stream the podcast. Um, keep an eye on Instagram, Facebook, um, maybe YouTube. Um, I, I doubt we'll stream it to YouTube, but we'll see. It'll probably just be on Facebook. Um, so yeah, keep an eye out for that. Um, we'll try not to make it too live streaming because obviously we'll, we'll re- we will release the podcast afterwards um but yeah um other than that check out the gifts on instagram if you search keylock um all seeing i shine on me coming home it, they'll probably show up in some form um use them in your stories doesn't have to be about us if, if you just fancy a bit of cool art on your story it's there to use um all use them in taggers. I love seeing it's going to be get tagged. Exactly, yeah. Um, we'll send you nice messages if you do that. <laughs> um, I don't know if moods. Hi. So, yeah, we'll, uh, that's it for this week. Uh, we'll see you on the other side. <laughs>